Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. On whichever platform you are listening to us on, please make sure that you like and subscribe, hit the heart button on Spotify, hit the plus button on Apple Podcasts, uh, however you want to subscribe to us. We would love for you to get notifications when we put out new episodes. You guys are in luck today. We have Frank Wells from Holy City Med. A little bit about Frank real quick. Frank actually was, is he's Charleston native. He has a passion for serving others in the medical services area of urgent and primary care. After developing and growing another urgent and primary care group over 12 years as its CEO, Frank negotiated and managed a successful exit in 2018. Frank and his wife live here in Charleston on Daniel Island and have two daughters in college and a son in high school. He also volunteers time in marriage ministry the Seacoast Dream Team, Life Works Charleston, and serves with Workplace Impact, a ministry he helped found for resourcing businesses to make an impact for God's kingdom through work. Frank, so happy to have you here on the show, sir. Thanks. Thanks for reading the bio that I got put together on me. Appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I was uh, surprised too. You didn't know what I was going to cherry pick from that, but that's what I use. I appreciate it. It's all good. <laughs> so can you give us a brief rundown about you and your background and Holy City Med? Sure. Um, yeah. Again, you said, you know, grew up here in town, which is kind of cool. My mom still lives in the same house that I grew up in, my childhood home west of the Ashley off Orange Grove Road, which is really neat I had to go visit her there. And um, went to College of Charleston, you know, high school here at College of Charleston, went go off to Cougars. New York. Yeah, go Cougars, life, <laughs> life member here. Um, yep. And went and traded bonds for Merrill Lynch in New York, um, ran the Southeast region for the retail network. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I decided that I wanted to run businesses like my parents had done when I was growing up. So got my MBA from Chapel Hill and moving from New York City to Chapel Hill, I envisioned what it'll feel like when we go to heaven. And uh, I was delighted to be there two years in Chapel Hill and went to Atlanta to turn around consulting with Coopers and Libran before they became Price Waterhouse Coopers. Mm -hmm. um, did some things in software and a bunch of different industries. Uh, landed in the medical space, helping Dr. Bo build his model uh, in early 2007 and uh, built it out. He asked me to sell it uh, a few years before we uh, finalized the transaction. He got out before uh, uh, everything hit, uh, went crazy with the economy and, and shutdowns and everything. So great timing for Dr. Bo. And it allowed us to uh, come in and, and recreate that model of urgent and primary care for Holy City Med. That's an extensive background. I can see why you're so successful right now with building these practices from the bottom up. And Holy City Med is, is a sort of new, you know, um, urgent care primary center here in Charleston. So why don't you give us a brief rundown about Holy City Med and what makes you unique? Yeah, um, a couple of things, actually. So we combined a few models together. Uh, direct primary care is a, is a well-known term now, usually referred to as DPC in the industry. Mm -hmm. Really big in the Midwest, in Kansas and Missouri and um, Wisconsin and other places, and growing on the West Coast and East Coast. So interesting, mm -hmm. it's not typical uh, 
of an innovative model to uh, grow out of the Midwest, but fantastic. So um, we saw and studied the direct primary care model. We combine that with the urgent care model. So we have the hours of an urgent care center you know, all day during the week, evenings and weekends, and added the direct primary care piece. And then we also do occupational medicine as well. So that's pre-employment, drug screens, PPDs, that's injuries in the workplace and keeping people healthy and getting them back to work quickly. So we do all three of those in the same clinic with ER trained doctors and PAs that focus on urgent and primary care. So they're not scared of the really uh, tough stuff, the high acuity or acute care items. They know when to send people to the ER and they know when to treat them right here in our clinic. So we try to do that every time if we can to avoid that really expensive and time consuming ER visit if we can. You know what I like about your system is that you come from a business background, but you're working in the medical field with doctors and nurses. And so it's a good melding of the two. You know, one of the issues that I see maybe financially for some medical professionals is they don't learn a lot about finance or business while they're going through medical school. They have so many other things to attend to and learn that they could use the acumen of someone like you to help them run a business. Yeah, it makes a good partnership. Um, Dr. Bo and I um, had complementary skills. That's a nice way of saying we did things differently and came from a different <laughs> background. But honestly, it was a great uh, uh, teamwork. And it was great to be able to learn from him as an ER doc and to see the perspective through the filter and eyes of an ER trained physician and how he created the business and the efficiency. And then to add the um, all the business sides as well to it. Um, it, it, was a, it was a true delight. Um, I, I had some ideas when we were growing that he was not interested in that I'm able to implement here, like the monthly pay subscription model, um, sort of like Netflix or your Planet Fitness membership with unlimited visits, you know, zero cost as a member. Um, plus, we still have the walk-in visit. So same day visits, you'd never need an appointment, but somebody can just walk in and pay $97 and get pretty much everything they need with labs and tests and EKGs and x-rays and even a couple of shots and get your prescriptions, the whole evaluation by the doctor or PA. You're in and out and no more surprise billing, no unknown cost. We're probably going to talk a little bit about that about how do you buy something that you don't know what the cost is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So would you find that your business by its model and design, that it's not necessarily as relationship-based, it's more transactional, or would you beg to differ? Um, no, it's not transactional at all. It's a relationship because of the membership plan. Um, it's very relationship building. It's long-term helping people actually get to the doctor more often. People go to the doctor about twice a year now, and we want them to come more often. People do want to go to the doctor more often, but they're tired of paying a premium for healthcare and then showing up at the doctor's office and paying another two, $300 out of their pocket just to go have a visit. You know, our membership model, you pay a, a very low monthly subscription uh, payment, and then all your visits are free. Even the video visits are included. Even some of the drive-through testing is included for free. If you don't feel well, you don't want to get out of your car and have a test done. You can do it right in the drive-through. Or if you really don't feel well and you may have the flu, you might want to just do a video visit from your home on your phone with the doctor and get some prescriptions called in. And so we, we found it to be really convenient for folks to be able to do it that way. Um, and, you know, now that when COVID hit, telemedicine um, got more adoption. It was tiny, tiny percentage adoption. 
and then uh, you know went to a uh, probably ten times the adoption rate for doing video visits. And the doctors love it, the patients love it. It's incredibly convenient. You can be out of town, out of state, and uh, still get seen by your local doctor here in Charleston, and you know get prescriptions called in for you. So. Um, a pretty cool model. And it's all covered under the fee, right? It's all covered. We're not nickel and diming people. Uh, people say, well, what do you charge extra for? Well, if you come in and get crutches because we diagnose you with a broken ankle and, um, you know, we might say the crutches uh, uh, that we pay $17 for, for just a flat $20. So it's kind of a, um, a, a great affordable model. Even if you get some labs that we don't um, include in-house, which is a bunch of them, uh, they're an extra 10 or $20 a piece. We have the lab charges directly our cost. We pay that and then just pass that cost on to the patient. That's way different than getting labs when you get a $250 bill from the lab company for a couple of labs. What am I paying for? Um, those labs cost a lot less when you negotiate with them through a clinic, and that's what we're able to do. Are you focusing on um, the mass market of people, or do you, you know, do you have any specialty people there, like pediatricians or um, you know, uh, OBGYN? People are those are those more like specialists that you refer out to? Yeah. So uh, two things. So we're focusing on working class folks. So just yeah. normal uh, folks like us that work, get up and and you know get dressed and go to work every day. We're sort of seen as concierge type medicine, but without the concierge pricing. We had one billboard that said uh, concierge care, beer budget. So um, you know it's for it's for everybody. Uh, and separately, you mentioned the specialist. So we will refer to the specialist anytime there's a specialist needed. We have relationships over the last 15 years with local groups like, like Charleston ENT and, and many others that um, uh, uh, try to county radiology imaging specialists. They can get you a CT that would normally cost you over $1,000 at the hospital for about $270. MRIs nowadays, you can get uh, direct for $300 instead of paying twelve dollars to $1,500. So there's really some great opportunity when you have a relationship where the doctor and the patient are connected directly. You eliminate that third party need to tell you you can't have that service or it's going to cost this and that, or there's a deductible that someone hasn't met, which happens about 19 out of 20 people every year never meet their deductible. So you're out of pocket again, even though you have insurance payments that you make every month. So um, I will tell you that insurance is great for catastrophic needs or medical sharing plans are great for catastrophic needs, but they typically don't cover well. Most insurance plans don't cover well for your basic and preventive care needs, which is where we fall. So you could have insurance and a high deductible health plan and fit us in and for a very low rate, you know, less than $50 a month, even less than that for dependents. If your employer group is on there, um, it's very affordable for folks to just get care whenever they need it. So they can mix and match with insurance, a high deductible plan, which is typically less expensive on a monthly basis, and then fit your plan in as well for all their preventative and primary care needs. That's right. That's right. And then the, the other, the third stool, uh, third leg of that stool is the pharmacy and with GoodRx, um, in the last several years, um, most pharmaceutical needs can, um, you know, get very low pricing on that four eight dollars, which is sometimes the same as your copay on your pharmacy benefit manager with your insurance plan. And so, um, really, most of the meds you can get on your own by going to GoodRx and having them filled by the pharmacy by requesting the GoodRx pricing. Most excellent.
Well, we know that you're in the medical profession, maybe just not as a uh, as, as an MD. But what are some of the lessons you'd like to share with others that are in this field, either from a business perspective or or a medical perspective? Well, I think it was really helpful for me to work in, gosh, I think it was about 14 different industries when I did turnaround consulting, because you were able to take, choose different um, uh, tasks and different skill sets from those different industries. You know, you come into, uh, when I came into healthcare, and I was just in awe to say that uh, how we got paid. We got paid by insurance companies. I said, oh, that's interesting. So where do you send the claims to? They said, oh, to the insurance company. I said, and who pays you? So the insurance company said, well, that seems a bit odd. I've never seen any other industry where you submit a bill to the person who's getting ready to pay you or presumably going to pay you soon, we hope, within 90 days or whatever the time frame is. And they're the ones deciding how much to pay you as well. It's a, it's a very unique model. Hadn't seen that anywhere else. Uh, we, we never did that um, with pipe fitters and uh, in the hospitality industry. You know, you, you didn't send it to the person deciding how much to pay you. That's that's just um, very unique is a nice way to say it. Yeah, I wonder who benefits the most from that model. Yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. So that, you know, being <laughs> able to bring in some skills from different industries um, obviously helps. Or if you're within the same industry, you know, working in different types of models within the industry also is a great benefit for people that are looking to build their skills and be uh, really good and technically proficient in a certain vertical. Um, I think you can do that uh, within one industry and not have to go work at a bunch of different industries like I did and and gain your skill sets there. And then just applying it to a, a really customer focused, customer centric type of um, model. And I mean, ours is focused on three principles. It's communicate with excellence. It is serving others instead of ourselves. And it's solving problems, not just identifying problems. And so those three principles, we apply to everything that we do. Uh, you know, we mess things up as well, but those are, that's our goal is to apply those three principles everywhere throughout our system. And I'll tell you one other thing, we make it really efficient to be seen because we have five staff for every doctor or PA that's working. And so those ER trained docs and PAs have five different physicians that support them so that they're available for the patient to simply go in evaluate, diagnose, and treat the patients very quickly because they already have all the information from the other staff that are gathering information at check-in through the vitals process. If there's anything to be done on the nursing side or on x-ray and imaging, and there's a scribe there. So all five of those positions support the doctors and PAs in our model. That's why you don't wait. That's why we do same-day appointments. No, I mean, same-day visits. Really, no appointment is ever needed which is a, a, a great um, way to disrupt against other models that you, know, you say, I have a cough, cold congestion. When can you see me? And they're like, you know, a week or 10 days, my cough might be gone by now, or I might've missed a few days of work because I can't sleep at night, when, when is, which is when my body heals itself, you know? And, and so um, sometimes just being able to get seen quickly and getting some symptom control from some medicines or something else to be done can really help you get back to work because you know we know that um, income from your work is how we take care of our families how we take care of our communities our loved ones and and, and to be generous in the community and so without work how do we do that so our our, our focus is to uh, uh, help the employer groups with their employees offer truly affordable urgent and primary care preventive medicine 
um, as well as to individuals through our walk-in plan. But most of our focus is on the employer groups, the smaller groups, you know, uh, five to, I mean, we have Gerald's, which is over a hundred employees and others right. that we're talking to a few hundred employees here and there, but most of them have around 20 employees, which is great to help those smaller groups. Those are typically the ones that are underserved, I think. And so I'm glad that you found that niche where you can really bring some value and make them feel like they actually have a, a way to get seen health care, that there's no weight when they go in. That's, that's huge. So yeah. We all know COVID has drastically changed a lot of lives, you know, here in America and globally. What did you do during COVID? How did it affect your business model? You know, a couple of things. So we added the drive-through testing and we were not going to do COVID testing. We were sending everybody to MUSC.care. Uh, Dr. Ed O'Brien's fantastic at MUSC and they were testing folks. The challenge was they were only testing people with symptoms. So they were screening out those that were asymptomatic. And a, a friend of mine runs the ER at Roper. And he called and said, Frank, I've got nurses that can't come back to work. They were exposed to somebody who was positive for COVID, but they're not allowed back in the building. Uh, we don't know whether they have it or not. They have no symptoms, so they can't get tested at, at the big hospital that was a uh, across the street from our first clinic here in town, right at Citadel Mall, and um, they wouldn't, wouldn't let them get tested. So uh, two days later, after I talked with Dr. O'Brien, said, we're sending everybody to you. And two days later, we were, we were doing um, drive-through testing uh, because there was a need. There was a need to get hospital staff and nurses back to work, one, so they could earn an income for their families, and two, so they could take care of people that were coming into the hospital and had those needs with COVID or anything else that they might've needed from the hospital. So we did the drive-through testing, uh, no fries with that, right? We are, uh, but we do try to um, copy the model of uh, Chick-fil-A and others that they make it very efficient to be able to drive through and have, have uh, coverage from the weather for our staff and everything. And then the other one is that I mentioned before is the telehealth, we call it video medical visits because telehealth sort of infers that you're just on the phone with audio capability. And we love like this Zoom being able to have audio and video capability that people can you know get close to the camera. You can take a look at things, look in their throat and that sort of thing. It's not perfect like it is in person, but it's the best we can do with the technology. And so we added that same day. People said, hey, we'd like to have some video visits. Said, Great. Give us a couple hours. We'll have it done up and running. And we did. So very simple process. Um, you know, there are folks that can take simple things and make them complex. I think the real winners are the ones that take complex things and make it simple. And so we have a great team at Holy City Med. We worked together before uh, before Holy City Med was founded, and uh, they are just very customer service focused. That's their whole goal is to help people solve problems and communicate it well, where they understand what they're recommending that they can do to feel better and to get better. And uh, so our team just just you know turned it on really quickly. So love it. It is much harder to keep things simple. It's very easy to overcomplicate things. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. I, I'm a big fan of Apple products and I know that uh, so was, you know, Steve Jobs and, and now Tim Cook are hell bent on keeping things as simple as possible. The packaging, everything. I mean, the only thing that's simpler than one, which iPhone used to have one button is now zero buttons on it. You right. Know? So right. right. Exactly. All about hey, that. the only thing they missed was uh, being able to make a text unread. Somebody's missed a huge opportunity. You know, you can, you can look at an email and then put it back on unread. So you come back to it later. Yes. You open a text message, you now got to 
set an appointment, a calendar appointment, or you got to respond to it. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do that later. No, nope. you got to do something. Otherwise, you may not get back to that person that sent you a text. So if you have Very any true. influence with Tim Cook, just tell him to work on that plan that you can swipe one way and make the text go back as unread. That would be nice. On. You know, I've just found a workaround. It's called pinning it to the top. Now it's up there. You go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the solution. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a great answer, man. I appreciate it. So we know that since this is a money podcast, we got to talk a little bit about money. You know, you've been in the bond trading world. I'm on the financial advising side of things. And so we want our listeners to know how you as a business owner use money. It's, it, it is a tool. It's a means to an end. What are some of the hardest lessons or the best lessons you've learned about money in business or in the medical field? Yeah, it, it's a resource like any other. So um, time is a resource, talent is a resource, money, your treasure is a resource. So um, I, I think the key is to just like when you are um, prioritize spending your time and your talent, so should you with money and treasure. And so prioritizing that as well as knowing when to say no, same thing with you know things that might take up time, uh, no to certain money because money, um, uh, getting money from dis- different sources comes with an obligation, right? For the most part, um, it's rare that you get money uh, with no obligation. And so uh, be careful where you get money from, whether it be the government or anywhere else, there's usually an obligation that comes with that. And so you have to be real careful. I, I think that's the key. It's, um, it's not good to have unlimited um, money access unless you have a really specific purpose for using that money. And so uh, with that specific purpose, then have at it. And, uh, but you, know, you, you gotta be careful with debt and, and your balance sheet, make sure that you're not um, over leveraged. As a former bond trader, I, I know what happens to rates, uh, uh, interest rates when you have a company that's over leveraged and now they have to pay uh, two, three, four times more interest rate, which costs them more. Now they're more expensive to the consumer because all the costs in a business are getting passed on to the consumer at some point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't be fooled at all. When there's expense hitting corporate America, that expense is ultimately paid by the consumer, by the buyer of those goods and services. So, um, so the more you're able to be really efficient, a good steward with any type of resources, then the better you are, you, know, you can price to value for the market and then serve more people. And it, isn't that the goal of business? It really is to serve. Um, the folks and, 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 you know, not to be served. And so we, um, we love working with our work family. I, I will tell you a quick aside that there's not much difference between your family at home and your family at work uh, in the way that you love and care for each other, except you spend more time with the people at work yep. than you do with the people at home. But home's a great place to try out certain things and try your communication style and serving each other and solving problems together. Uh, because there's a lot of forgiveness and grace in most family units uh, the way it should be. And so you can hone those skills. And then when you go to the workplace, you're working with your work family and you develop some skills. And uh, it's not always as forgiving in the workplace as it is at home. So uh, unless you're intentional about that and make sure that your work family is just like your home family. So uh, pretty cool to be able to work in that culture, uh, making sure you're working with family. Yeah, that's true. You make mistakes at work, you might not have a place to stay. You make mistakes <laughs> at home, you still got a roof over your head. So that's nice. All right. There's always a couch. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
what um, what are some of the systemic changes that you would prescribe in the medical field? Yeah, I mean, transparency. Uh, you know, we referenced it a little bit before. Um, so uh, no one would go to the grocery store or to a car dealership and take something home and then say, let me know how much I owe 30 days from now mm-hmm. or, or whatever time frame it is. And so um, transparency is really key. I, I, I'm, I'm told the legislation went through this January. I believe it's a one year uh, to comply for that law, that transparency law. And so um, it doesn't feel like the large systems, the large healthcare systems are ready to comply in the first uh, four, uh, four and a half months of that. So they're probably gonna wait till the very end. But um, we are a direct pay model, so we are fully transparent on all of our pricing and how it all works and what's included. And it really is simpler that way. You know, when you, when, again, when you add complexity, there are places to hide and there are places to uh, not treat people well and to self-serve instead of serve others. And so uh, we just avoid that completely. And we cut a lot of cost out. When I was the CEO and CFO, um, at the prior model at Health First here in town, uh, we determined that over half of the cost of providing medical services was simply filing and collecting insurance claims. We were filing to 640 different insurance companies. That's a lot. That's expensive to do that. Nice. And you have a whole staff sitting in a separate room in front of computers that you pay for and staff that you invest in and waiting for uh, payments, waiting for insurance companies to pay, and then having to bill the rest to the client, to the customer or the patient, a whole nother, all those processes cost money. And then there's contracting and registration of your doctors and PAs, which they call credentialing on the front end. And then on the back end, there's audits. So all three of those silos come together to create a huge expense for filing and collecting claims. And we simply avoid that. If people have insurance, great. We have a lot of members that have insurance, um, high deductible health plans. We even have members who are on Medicare, which blows my mind because they, you know, in some ways have free coverage. They might have some um, supplemental coverage. Most people do at least one or two supplemental plans, um, but they still come to us for the convenience and the value. So they'll come to us because they can come get an x-ray. They can get their labs done. They can get an A1C if they're diabetic or their sugars or their cholesterol. Um, they can get treated right away. They can refill prescriptions all in one place, in one clinic. And for them, um, you know, time is important. And, uh, and so even folks on Medicare, we don't file any of those claims. We don't file anything to, um, any of the government insurances or private insurance. But, um, and we don't have an EMR that has all those CPT codes as well. So um, it just eliminates all that cost. So we're able to provide really great value, low pricing to people. Um, the most common response we get from business owners is this. It sounds too good to be true. And then usually they go to the is, website. Not in this uh, one, right? It, it, usually it is. So, so yeah. that's it's a negative. It starts as a negative. But we've had so many business owners join our plan for their employees and their dependents that um, they started out with sounds too good to be true. Now, if they go to our website, if they go look at our Google reviews, any of that, they'll find that there's reality there. It's not a too good to be true type thing. But because the, the pricing is so low compared to everything else you pay for in healthcare, people think, oh, it can't be high quality. It can't be convenient and, and efficient. And it is. So we just did our research. 
church, we eliminated the high costs and just offered the high quality without the high cost. And it, it, it's, it's fun to be able to offer that to the community first in the community where I grew up and, and live. And then uh, once we have developed the Charleston area, we'll continue to expand first within South Carolina before we go anywhere else. So transparency, making sure that the staff that's on, on hand today is actually taking care of a purpose to take care of a client versus just trying to go and, and fix these insurance issues. So you're not spreading right. those costs to clients or patients so that you can actually offer lower prices. So that that's a big change, I think. And, and I, I feel that DPC or direct primary care is a, an innovative trend that's that's going across the nation. Like you said, it was probably really um, established in the Midwest, but it's working its way outwards right. towards right. the coasts. So being that that's one of the innovations, what are some of the other innovations that you see that's trending in healthcare? Yeah, I, I will tell you that um, shared overhead mm-hmm. is important. So we don't provide on-site medical clinics. We provide near-site medical clinics. Uh, Denton Shipyard has had a clinic this July will be 15 years for their on-site medical clinic. They are not going to change that. They love it. Their employees love it. They, um, all their employees get seen for free, right? There's a cost to it, but their employees get seen for free on-site. We do all of their work related or occupational medicine because you don't want to do that in your own clinic. There can be a conflict of interest or perceived conflict of interest. So we do their, any workplace injuries and pre-employment drug screens and that sort of thing for them. But they have an on-site clinic. And um, Lloyd Stewart Jr. shared all the pricing with me. And um, it comes out that having an on-site clinic will cost two and a half to three times more to operate than our clinic, than what we term a near-site medical clinic. We can be a mile or two from your facility, which is not as convenient as walking across the street and going to the clinic, but it's very convenient when you're at home or if your dependents are also on the plan and they can use it. Plus, again, we have evening and weekend hours. And so just to operate costs two and a half to three times more. That doesn't take into account the cost of building the clinic, as well as the liability, the legal and HR the discriminatory liability of having your own clinic on site. So there's other issues that many companies don't want to deal with. And obviously you need to have hundreds of employees to even consider an on-site medical clinic. But what we do is put our clinics very conveniently located. The first two here in Charleston are right off of 526 within a a few hundred yards of the interstate uh, at North Rhett Avenue and also at Savannah Highway, right off 526. So really convenient to get to on off. Again, no appointments, same day visits and and so we can offer that great value to the employer groups and to multiple employers. So they're all accessing the same clinic uh, with themselves. And again, their dependents join for less, $10 less per month than the employees can join mm-hmm. because we want to keep that family unit healthy. We know when a child is sick, it's pretty uh, uh, common that the parent is going to get sick with almost the same thing as well. So we want to keep that whole unit healthy at home. And so that's why we offer even a discount to the dependents. Plus, we know that the employee is typically going to pay that out of their pocket, out of a paycheck payroll deduction. And the employer typically wants to cover their employee and and in most cases pay for that as a benefit to the employee to keep them healthy, productive. And and 13% of our workforce in the U.S. is type 2 diabetic. So they really needed A1C and sugar's done every 90 days. 
And with ours, it's included. It's no added cost. You basically walk into the clinic and pay nothing to get seen and get those tests and, and shots and, again, imaging, x-ray, EKGs, and more. So uh, we try to make it like it were an on-site medical clinic, like it's a free clinic for the employees. Yeah. We're just near. We're near-site medical clinics. So and hey, man. for less money and less liability, that's, that's the deal. Saving some money. I think that's fair. You know, a little yeah. less convenience yeah. for a little bit of uh, a price difference. And just to wrap yeah, and, this and up. And one other yeah. thing, well, when you think about the employer group, they can pay their employees more money if they save money on benefits. So we've had stagnant wages savings. in the country. Yep, these stagnant um, uh, uh, wages in our country, in part, is because of increased benefit costs. As mm -hmm. the benefits go up, there's less money to share with the employees and pay them more money. So, hence, you see the challenge of uh, the discussions about living wages. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you factor in the benefit costs, um, uh, you know, the employers are paying a lot more for those employees. It just doesn't show up in the pocket of the employee. And that's one of our goals is to make sure that that employer can pay their employees more and give them great benefits. And that's great. I love that. I'm sure a lot of employees would too. So just yeah. to wrap this up, Frank, uh, I always ask this question because it's going to be lasting. So what, what is your purpose and legacy that you'd like to leave in your community and beyond? Yeah, it's a, you can look on my LinkedIn page. It's just a, a legacy of serving. So serving others, you know, even uh, uh, Jesus Christ came and said, uh, I, I didn't come to be serve, but to serve. And so, um, and, and the greatest commandment is to love God. And he said, the second one is like it to love others. Now there's a lot more words in that, but we boil it down to love God, love others. So by serving others with the gifts and talents that we've been given and being good stewards of all the resources we have, we're literally serving others. And if you do that in a system or a business and help train others to do the same, then you're creating this uh, ongoing legacy, not just within myself, but within a groups of people and in different areas around the city and uh, around the state as we grow to be able to create those systems that actually can help and serve other people, stay at work, be productive, be healthy, live a long life, and you know have the freedom that income provides. Um, so you can uh, keep people working. So uh, we just really want to support small business. Before COVID, it was 60% of our workforce. I don't know what the numbers are now. Obviously, a lot of small businesses have been crushed during many of the business shutdowns and the COVID illness time over the last year. And um, we really want to be a support system for those employer groups and their employees and their families at home. Lovely. Well, tell us how we can find you. I'm obviously going to have some links in the bio of this episode, but where can we find you, your work, your handles, all that stuff? Yeah, holycitymed.com is the best way on the website. Um, the contact uh, information, contact us is info at holycitymed.com. I think it's at holycitymed on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. Um, I love LinkedIn. It's a great tool for business, looking at people's backgrounds and their history and understanding the culture from which they, they come and the experience that they have. And so Frank Wells, Charleston, Frank Wells, Holy City Med on LinkedIn. Uh, love that tool. And so you can find me there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much oh, for adding. I will, yeah, good. I will tell you this. So we do have our grand opening good. Thursday, May 20th at our North Rhett location, our newest locations, 5 to 7 p.m. with a ribbon cutting at 515. And <laughs> right at the end, June 1st, we are going to launch and we're still get, working out all the details, but is the freedom referral program so that people can either get free 
um, healthcare coverage for themselves or their family, or they can have a passive income every month that goes on and on as they refer people to us through a system on our website that has uh, your name listed referred by, and we will track that and continue to make passive income payments as those members stay and keep their membership active. So uh, it's the Freedom Referral Program uh, being launched June 1st. Perfect. Thanks for letting us know how we can help you. If there's everything that, that, uh, that you can do for your clients and your patients, we'll make sure to put that out there as well. Thank you for joining the show today, Frank. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for information purposes only. Michael Stephen Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210. 704-552-8507. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. Frank Wells and Holy City Med are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial and opinions stated are their own.